If the Lord is for us, who can be against us? No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I'm standing on the Lord's side. Once again, thank you very much for tuning in to this conversation. This conversation with Uncle Charles. I am so excited about today's show. Because on today's show, we're taking it all the way to the east. We're, we're coming straight from East Africa, from Kenya to be specific. And um, we're going to be talking to a lady whose music I love. You know, I, I watch her from afar. She's a lady of style. Um, she takes her music very, very seriously. She's a multi-award winner. And we're talking about none other than uh, a lady who is actually, she's a songwriter, a singer-songwriter, composer, recording artist. Um, she's a performing artist as well. And none other than the worship leader of Jubilee Christian Center as well. We're talking about Messi Masika. Good afternoon to you. I don't know what time it is in Kenya right now, but hey, good afternoon to you, Mercy. Good good afternoon. Here it's evening. It's 7 p.m. It's, it's 7 p.m. So, well, I mean, whatever time anybody's listening to the show, because uh, here in London, as I'm having a chat with Mercy, it's about uh, five minutes past four. So Kenya then is three hours ahead of us. So far, everything that I've said, is that correct or wrong? <laughs> It's correct. It's correct. Listen, thank you very much for uh, making time uh, to join us uh, here on the show. It's great to talk to you. I've been wanting to do this for a very long time. And my apologies to you because, you know, uh, previously we arranged this and I got the day wrong. And then I arranged it again and I got the timing wrong. I don't know what is wrong with me. Maybe it's old age. I'm not too sure. <laughs> Thank you very much. I was hoping you were going to say, oh, no, 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 don't worry. But yeah, you've, you've, you've actually sanctioned it. So listen, tell us a little bit, just a little bit about who Mercy Masika is. Well, Mercy is a child of God, uh, a servant of God, and uh, I'm a wife, a mother, and um, a minister of the gospel. A minister of the gospel as well. So how did music start for you? I know, I know your mum was involved in music, or your mum somehow was involved with the arts. But tell us a little bit about how you got into music yourself. Okay. So when I was young, I had a song um, by, you know, Brenda Farsi, Brenda Farsi, yes. South Africa. Yes. Yes. So they they done a song with Chico and Brenda and a whole a whole album. And it was soon and very soon. No, the South African mm-hmm. way. Yeah. So someone yeah. told me that the time I was ten. 
someone told me that those are kids singing, you know. <laughs> I, I didn't do my research well because there was no internet at the time. <laughs> so, uh, um, I, I believed, I was like, what? Those are kids singing. I was, I was so challenged. So I said, you know what? I have to go to the studio. I need an album. You know, I started to pressure my parents that I want to do my album. But before that, of course, we'd been singing. Uh, I'd been singing, you know, together with my family and my sisters. So, yeah, that's how it started. And, and to date, I'm, I'm, I'm flowing in that. So when you say, you know, before that you were singing with your family and sisters, was this kind of singing at home, singing at church or, or singing professionally? What kind of singing are we talking about? Uh -huh. My dad was a serious evangelist, you know, every weekend he was going somewhere. And um, so um, every weekend, you know, there was an opportunity for me to minister. And so, and for me and together with my family. So my mom would be playing guitar. And, you know, me and my elder sister singing and then, of course, backing mom up. So somehow give us platforms to, you know, minister. So will it, will it be right to say that for, well, ever since you were, you were a child, you've always been in the Lord? Um, <laughs> um, you can say so, but of course there are ups and downs. Yeah, because sometimes you're not even sure you know what you believe in. So, yeah, that happened a lot to me. The ups and downs of I'm saved, I'm, I'm, I love the Lord, I'm not sure about it. But, yeah, I knew the Lord from when I was young. Well, did that have to do with uh, maybe peer pressure when you went out? Because you came home, it was different at home. Dad is an evangelist uh, who goes out with mom, go preaching around. So you have to wear a certain kind of hats. And then when you go out, is a different life. Was it that kind of thing? Because I've, you know, I've spoken to people who were like that. Well, they, they always laugh at me at home. They say I was born saved. So um, I didn't have much of a, <laughs> you know, much of uh, any drama in my life. I think I was just too straight. Um, yeah, that it was interesting. <laughs> oh, that's boring. Boring. I just want any to. But listen, talk, yeah, talking about being, <laughs> being born You know, being when I was born growing saved, up, yeah, go Sorry. on. When I was go growing on. up, you know how people give mm. testimonies of how bad they were. I'm thinking, oh gosh, how do I lie? You know, like <laughs> in 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 campus, you know, people talking about the things they've done. I did I did none of that, but I realized, you know what? That's also a testimony because uh, um, mm. it, it, it takes God also to you know be able to go through those stages of course yeah was was there any point in time because obviously you went to secondary school you went to university um there were times when you you as as an adult was there any moment in time when you felt you had lost out something in life you know you had friends who were talking about maybe going out clubbing going to parties and you thought hmm maybe there's something i'm missing here <laughs> Imagine I'm so boring. <laughs> no, I hate the smell of alcohol. I I, I, I could... I, so when I did a personality test, I realized I'm an old soul. I just see, <laughs> see, <laughs> see through, you know, things and lies and everything. And so then, of course, I was in leadership. So my prayer life was really... I was really sensitive to the Holy Spirit. So um, um, it, it never was interesting to me because I remember last week some people were saying when you'd go and different schools are meeting together, like we'd have music festivals in mm. we have music festivals in Kenya. And people were asking me, you didn't go, you know, interact with boys and, you know, meet boys. I was like, no, I was in the bus. They're like, what? <laughs> they're, they're so annoyed. 
So did you, did you go did you go did you go to a boarding school or was it you know a day school where you went when you went to secondary school did you go to school and come back home did you stay on campus what was it like and when you went to university did you stay on campus or did you go from um, home um for for high school I went on boarding school and mm-hmm. campus it was both it was both boarding and um and uh, staying at home for a while yeah so t- what what did you see people doing that really shocked you as somebody who came from a home where you feared the Lord? Were there things that people did that you thought, no, you can't do that? No, that's not true. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't get it, <laughs> you know. I didn't get it, you know, how um, the, the whole alcohol getting drunk and, and you know, sneaking out of school and it was very shocking for me as in I really had to work on me not being judgmental you know especially because um yeah because I was in leadership so I think when you're in mm. leadership you're accountable okay so, um yeah I, I I used to wonder you know just the small things that people do lying <laughs> yeah so you know um as somebody from um well I mean, you're almost a pastor's kid, an evangelist and a pastor's kid, almost the same same thing, really. Did you feel that, I mean, what I was saying is, you know, looking at things that people were doing and you're thinking, how can they actually do that? At what point did you think that maybe the kind of teachings or the lifestyle of your parents have so influenced you that none of those things that other people were doing, you know, interested you? So say that again. So, what, so, so at a certain point in your life, you were looking at what people were doing and you're like, how can they be drinking alcohol? How can they be running from school? Did you actually realize at that time that maybe it was because of the lifestyle or the kind of teachings that your parents had given you that had so much gone into you, sunk into you that you didn't find any of those or that type of lifestyle attracting? At, at the time, I didn't know, of course, because they were still working on me. <laughs> uh, so I think I realized later, you know, af- in campus that people have different lifestyles. Like there are some who have, you know, their ma- ma- mothers working crazy jobs, you know. And um, so I, re- I realized later, I, di- I did not know, you know, at the time I was like, how, how can all these people be so lost? You know, um, I-, I didn't know, I didn't know that it was, you know, the upbringing that I had. So, but but of course, in campus and now later, I see that different people have had different, you know, kind of upbringing that, you know, God still is working on every one of us and even them on a different way that he's working on me. Mm-hmm. So you attended Daystar University, which is a Christian university as well. <laughs> yes. How how important was it for you to attend a Christian university? Was that as a choice or was that the option that the only option that you had? Well, I um I loved the campus. I, I wanted to go to that campus from when I was in, you know, primary school. But um, um, how was it? It was not. It, sometimes institutions can be called Christian, but they're not. <laughs> you mm. know, you you just need to give a letter from a pastor and say that you go to church and uh, and attend chapel. So I, I think. Uh, for me, I attended chapel faithfully, but when now looking at the reality on ground, it was not a, um, many people were not Christian, you know, it was um, maybe people from 
a background whereby parents care about religion or something, but the lifestyle there was uh, different. Wow. So how different? Because obviously you must have had um, other friends who went to other universities in Kenya or elsewhere. How different yeah. was it Cause for somebody? I mean, you know, I went to university. It wasn't a Christian university. I know how people behaved on that campus. How different was that? And how important do you think the kind of lifestyle on, on in a Christian university can impact somebody for the, for the rest of their lives? Well, um, what was different was we had to do Bible classes. It was compulsory. Um, um, what else? The, the teachers were, you know, mm. born again. Mm-hmm. Um, that that has, to some degree, um, just the integrity of, especially the teachers, uh, you know, uh, models, models, you know, what we should be in society. Because I realize even a lot of the people who graduated from Daystar, uh, Christian University, uh, who even though some lose their way, they still are leaders in society with the same, um, you know, morals that have been modeled by the institution. So of course it's not perfect, but um, they, 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 to some to some degree, there is some level of, you know, discipline, um, uh, integrity. Um, yeah, from Christian universities than the others. Wow, wow, okay, okay, that's 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 awesome. So you would say generally speaking, you attending Daystar has impacted your life as well and has helped you continually to live the life of a Christian. Yeah, the, 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 um, yeah, yeah. And and I think um I think the opportunities are everywhere. Even in, in um you know, non Christian universities, the opportunities to live to make a decision of the life that you want to live. So mm. I, I really don't Yes, Christian universities help, but um, at the end of the day, it's a choice you make. It's a choice. It's a choice that you make. Right. So we're in conversation now with um, gospel artist, singer-songwriter, worship leader, um, Messi Masika, all the way from Kenya. She's telling us about her life, about growing up in a household where mom and dad were both Christians, evangelists. She's been singing from the age of probably about, from when she was born, really. And as far back as she can remember, she's always been yeah. a Christian. Went to secondary school, went to in, or high school, went to a Christian university. And we're just sharing ex- experiences. All right, I'm going to ask you a very naughty question here. Okay. Tell us about David. How did you meet David? Oh, okay, David. Um, David, um, after campus, rather mm. when I was graduating from campus, um, I'd been in relationships before, but uh, they didn't work because I started dating in, in campus before then. I, didn't, okay. I wasn't in any other. So, uh, yeah, it, it didn't work. So I got to that place where I was like, you know, I may end up dating so many people. <laughs> I didn't have any goals. So I said, let right. me wait, you know, take a year or something without a, in, not being in a relationship. And so the desire was real for me. I wanted to get married by the time I was 21 because I was, I was grown in my head, you know, I thought. And, um, <laughs> how does someone who's grown in their head, how do you feel? What is it that made you think that you were grown in your head? Um, I, I think I was just responsible you know okay yeah are you are you the oldest no i'm not but people keep asking me if i am (laughs) okay so how how many siblings do you have in all um i have 
three, three, yeah. Okay, okay. And are yeah. you second, third? Is it yeah. two, two boys, one girl? It's three girls, one boy, and I'm the second girl. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right, that's that's fantastic to know. Anyway, we're not running away from David, so let's come back to David. Then. Oh yeah, David. Yeah, so David. <laughs> um, so after a while of waiting, I was like, um, I, I I I went to pray actually, um, and there's a prayer mountain we have here, and I, I had a list of things that I wanted. So I went to pray, and and hey, one week later I meet him, and he he was just perfect. And one year later we got married. <laughs> So one yeah. week after prayer, you settled on the man, and then a year later, it was down to the aisle. Yeah, on your God, wedding. that's a dream fast. Yeah, yeah. Wow, wow. <laughs> and and yeah. and how has your journey been so far? Wow, it's been twelve years. It's been uh, it's been real, you know. Um, twelve years of what? Of, of I think it's it's totally of God and God helping us ups and downs and and, and totally the grace of God. So can we say these 12 years, there have been some lessons that you've learned. There have been some myths that have been busted. There were some fantasies that, you know, have now become reality or others that you thought, uh, or now you can say, oh, those were just fantasies. Are there anything, you know, th anything like that, that you can think about and, and share with us? What did you think was a fantasy? Or now that you've, you've been in for 12 years, you're like, oh, that was fantasy. As a young lady, I thought this was like that. As I, I've stayed in my marriage for 12 years, this is not the reality. Anything you can share with anyone who's listening right now? Okay. Uh, when we, we started dating, you know, for like uh, that one year, we didn't fight. <laughs> and okay. so I always said that I don't want to marry anybody with a temper like, you know, you know, my dad had a bit of a temper because... Uh, his personality is quite strong and so um we didn't fight so i was so excited but now when we got married it was different i don't know why we fought more <laughs> um and i always used to think you know before that my, my relationship is perfect as in we're different so my mom would be saying things like you know when people get married things change a little bit you know uh i'd be like no us we're different and i remember we went for premarital counseling and, and i wasn't listening I was like this teacher is so <laughs> just keep on talking we i know what i'm i'm, I'm doing <laughs> I, I was so high. You know how they say that, you know, the, when you're in love, it's like cocaine. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. High. yeah. You, don't, you don't hear anything. And so, um, yeah, when we got married, it was really hard that first year. Um, just to say that we fought and there were times I was even going back home, you know, um, and David would stop me. But I think what, what helped was I, I joined a mentorship class with my pastor. And right. uh, at least... It was after marriage because before I was not hearing anything. I was high. So now I was low, so I could hear. So she, um, just teaching me on what submission was. I didn't learn it before, funny enough. Uh, um, and, and, and that really helped us. And also, um, yeah, basically, I think the mentorship helped me more than, uh, than mm. anything else. Yeah. You 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 just mentioned something very important there. You've talked about submission. And I know yeah. even in Christendom that word is a word yeah. that is very contested. People are not too sure what exactly that means and in this day and age people are thinking about, you know, um how can I submit to someone? What have you learned mm -hmm. about submission? What does that mean to you and how is that in real life? Mm 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think su- submission doesn't mean that you don't think, that you don't speak. Uh, it just means that you be respectful uh, and be under under authority. You know, it's like a, a powerful uh, commander of the armed forces. I think that's how I got it. You know, commander of the armed forces under the president. You know, it doesn't right. mean that he's not powerful. Doesn't mean that he doesn't influence the president, but uh, um, he is powerful. And so um, it, it, it's just being under under authority. And, and one of the things I think I learned that, because um, opinions is what I think people uh, fight most about, you know, I, I think this and you think this. And um, what, what I learned is to pray, you know, want to pray, especially when we have disagreements that are really major. And I learned that God fights for me better than me fighting with my own, you know, mouth. <laughs> oh. And, um, um, Apart from that, you know, is when you disagree and you can't come to an idea, you just let him have his way and give it to God. That really helped me because I always wanted to have my way or the highway, you know. <laughs> and so um, knowing that, you know, God takes care of, of, of my, my, my issues, which I think are very serious, you know, uh, it, it's brilliant. So later on, I also realized that David began to respect even my opinion when he sees that he's going off. So oh, being respectful pays more than, you know, just, uh, you know. <laughs> so in, yeah. in the end, then it became, it became, it became mutual. You both, it was a mutual respect kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. In the end. Well, yeah. and yeah. what, what, what else is it that you thought about and that has actually, you've experienced that in your marriage? So before you go in, you had some mis- uh, you had some conceptions. You, you there were uh-huh. there were certain ways of looking at certain things, and you're in the marriage, and you're like, yes, this is what it is. Mm, okay, ask that question again, as I think <laughs> so, in another way. Yeah, so maybe you know you thought, oh, this is what my marriage is going to be. I'm going to love my husband. I will love my children, and you're experiencing that. It's just an yeah, example. Yeah. Okay. I think one of the things that I I wanted and always dreamt of dreamt of is a responsible person. I think that's what I have in my husband, someone who really loves um, the kids and and me selflessly. You know, enough to let me be who I am meant to be in God and and to support it fully and totally give his all to his children. Um, something that I totally admire in him. So yeah, that that turned out right. And, and I'm, I'm really grateful, you know, for that. Mm-hmm. You're, you're a very in-demand artist all, all over. And I know in Kenya, you're like, pff, how do I even describe it? So, you know, you're ministering in different places. You're getting involved in church activities. You're recording. You're going for interviews. I mean, like you are with me now. As a yeah. mother and as a wife, uh, mm-hmm. how do you combine all of that? Um. I prioritize. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm not. I'm not the kind of. I value family more than uh, anything else. So I will not uh, make any decisions that affect family. For me, it's priority. And so, um, where it affects family, I I find a way not to engage in it because you know I I I thought you know money was everything, but it's not. <laughs> I think me, me being with my kids is more important than anything. But also my husband is also very, very hands-on and supportive with the kids. And so um, that helps a lot. 
So before you got married, obviously your husband knew you were involved in music. So can you say that when he was coming in, he knew what he has signed up to? Yes. Uh, before we actually met at a wedding. <laughs> okay. Um, were you were you singing at that wedding? Yes, I was. But he he says he didn't know I was a singer. Like he found out later. Uh, <laughs> but I don't believe him. So um, yeah, I was. But I think when when we were dating, that's when he really found out. But the one thing I loved about him was that he was so. Uh, passionate about how musicians are treated in the country. He was okay. he was you know so passionate about it. You know, not just me, even others. And so that that was a plus. I was like, yeah, because you know we marry in purpose. We marry for purpose. And I always used to be told, you know, how a lot of people used to sing and they stopped singing when they got married. So be careful who you marry. So that was priority <laughs> for me. Uh-huh. Yeah. So t- tell us about, um, you just mentioned something about how musicians are treated. Tell us about how his concern that he had about the treatment of musicians. What was that concern? Um, <clears throat> I think for female uh, gospel artists, especially when they're young, um, you know, not, 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 not knowing uh, the world, I think people taking advantage of them, contracts taking advantage of uh, them, you know, that sort of thing being mishandled here and there by people. And I think it's more on the, you know, the contracts that they make and the people that they would do business with. And so that's basically, you know, what um, he was concerned about. People, your husband is your manager, right? Yes, he is. Um, people talk about, you know, um, your your wife or your husband managing you sometimes can be a bit of an issue. Is is that yeah. the case? Is is that is that is that the case? Well, well, I I, I what, what do I say? We we always have a way of um, business is business, and and our issues are our issues. Because I think that it's a problem when you have issues, you know, you're you're fighting, disagreeing on issues, you know, um, but always when it's business, it's business. So um, we haven't had much of an issue with that. So he, he's never blown up and I've never blown up, you know, mess up things. Um, it, it's always under control. But I also learned that when we're in prayer, we are wonderful people. When we are not, uh, we can easily, you know, lose it. Yeah. So, you know, you, you never get tired of being in each other's company then, because obviously being your manager means you're in the same workplace. You, you do music full time now. Yes. And I know um, David used used to be a videographer. Yes. Well, well, so, we're not on each other's space every day. <laughs> okay. I'm a real introvert, you know, I'm always um, hidden a lot. Um, he tends to be more out there than than me. So tell us what, what that means. What What is it? Because you're a bit of um, a star, if I can use that word, in, in Kenya. You're on TV, you're here and there. How can you still remain an introvert? Okay. Um, I'm, 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 I'm into, you know, personality tests. But um, the one thing I, I think I realized from when we were young, we keep joking with my sisters how uh, my parents were very, you know, community people. Every day we had, you know, so many people coming um church people and uh, community, you know, and, and, and how every, you know, we had to do the work, we had to cook for them sometimes, especially during the holidays. 
And so we became introverts because there were so many people in our, in our childhood. But that's a joke. But at the end of the day, I think I, I realized there's so much strength in, in just having uh, alone time in the presence of God. Um, and, and I draw strength from that. So I, out there, I don't look like an introvert at all. I don't think so. But um, I'm, I'm the one who, you know, loves spending time, you know, reading books, um, you know, yeah. So in a typical, if you're not ministering somewhere, in a typical, let's say on a Saturday where you're not going anywhere, what would Mercy be doing? Um, Cooking. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I love cooking. Um, what, what, what else? You know, reading books because I, I hardly watch TV. And um, yeah, you know, going some some place with the kids. But I love being home more than anything. Well, what is it about home that you love? Peace, quiet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Peace and I- quiet. Yeah, I don't Listen, know. listening to some good music. Yes, yes, and and, and so, this piece apart, apart from your own music, whose music would we? If I walked into your home now, whose music would you be listening to? Well, I listen to everything. I think I have seasons of you know everything. I I like some, um, but I but I think I like worship more because it, okay, it, yeah, yeah. So, so who are some of your favorite? Okay, okay. Yeah. I don't know how you say it. We, we, in Kenya, we say William McDowell. That's fine. <laughs> that would do. <laughs> Some people yeah. say William McDowell, William McDowell. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. We know who you're talking about. That's the most important thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, who else would you be listening to? Um, there are lots of people. There's a guy in Tanzania called John Lisu. I love his worship. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There is, of course, CC. There is... Um, there are many. There's so many. Um, yeah, some I don't even know their names, but I think worship is more on my list. Yeah, worship and uh, any any other style of music you like as well. Well, um, yes, or I like types of music that influence you, your work. Mm, Zook, lots of Zook. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't know if you know Angel Bennett. I, love I know Angel Bernard, Angel Bernard from Tanzania. Yes, yes. And, yes. Um, and South African music. But I don't know if I'm getting older, but I'm loving worship. I think it just makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Every situation I am in. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so your your music, what influences your music? How, how, how does music come to you? Music comes uh, in, in prayer in um sometimes in dreams uh you know sometimes when i'm working uh, and i think it's just you know meditating on on the things that uh i've been learning in life and in my relationship with god so music uh, is an is is an overflow of that relationship it's just you know what comes from that relationship with god how important yeah, how important is it? Apart from uh, you know being very technical, apart from you being able to write music, because if you've talked about relationship with with God, and I've heard people talk about this that oh, sometimes you know it's about being skillful in songwriting and everything else. But for you, how important is it for you to actually have a personal relationship with God to be able to write music that means something? Um, 
Aha. I, I, I find it so empty to sing uh, stuff that doesn't make sense to me, uh, stuff that I can't relate to. So for me, music is personal. It's some, you know, connection. So I can't, I can't sing, uh, you know, anything that's not, you know, real. It has to be real for me. And and that's why I, that relationship with God is really important. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. I mean, you know, I've I've heard people make these arguments several times, especially gospel music, and and I I am of the same opinion as well. Um, that basically you can't take people to somewhere that you've never been to. Yeah. So if you haven't had a relationship and you're stood in front of people and trying to lead them in into a place of worship, that's going to be very difficult. It's going to be extremely yeah. difficult. Yeah. Uh, one of the one of the things that um, you are famed for. Mm-hmm. is the fact that, you know, people are always wearing um, perms and stuff like that, but you always, you're famed for being stylish, but always being natural. I mean, you know, we look at your skin and it's like as dark as you were born, your hair, usually natural, but done in, why is that? Why have you decided to um, remain purely as you are? Well, I, I'm I'm proud of... Uh who who I am and where I am from. Um, I think God didn't make any mistake putting me, you know, in Africa, in the village that I came from. Um, um, it's not a mistake. Um, and when you understand even, you know, the word of God and what it says about us, you, you become even more confident, you know, I, I'm, I'm more confident in being me than being someone else because God made them that way, you know, and, 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 and I'm sure even them, they have their insecurities, but I totally appreciate, you know, what, where me being, you know, born in Africa, you know, a lot of people could say Africa is corrupt and Africa, Africa and this, that, but you see, there's a solution for everything. And I believe that I don't live in the currency or the economy of, you know, what uh, Africa has to say. I live in the, in the economy of heaven. And of course, God, uh, God has given me so many blessings here on earth. And so I believe you can thrive and, and thrive anywhere. You can thrive anywhere as long as, you know, God is with you and his word uh, is what empowers you. I mean, you're talking about thriving anywhere on, on earth and God has actually placed you in Africa for a, very, uh, for a specific reason. Two questions I'm going to ask you. Would you say that pursuing a career as a musician, a gospel musician, in um, and you talked about, you know, a heavenly economy, but mm-hmm. has being a gospel musician in in Kenya be beneficial to you, um, you know, materially? Let's let's come down to F now. Has it been has it been beneficial? And are there structures in place in Kenya that looks after gospel artists? Um, the structures are not perfect, but um, I have been favored um, incredibly so that you know. Um, what do I say? Yeah, uh, God's really opened doors. You know, it's, it doesn't have to be what, you know, everybody has, expects, the systems, but God has really opened, you know, doors with corporates and, and places that I never, never even thought of before, you know, when I was starting out. And so um, I, I can't quite complain in that area. Of course, um, I think the systems I need other countries, you know, and other continents do better for gospel artists. Um, but we are growing and, and I have faith in, you know, God helping us change the systems. But uh, I, I can't complain. I think I've been blessed, you know, so much 
um, in, in terms of that aspect. I mean, you know, um, I obviously I have conversations with artists from all over Africa, from West, South, um, Central. And I think one thing that's very common is the fact mm-hmm. that structures um, in, in um, Africa needs to be strengthened to look after artists. Um, yes. And I'm pretty sure Kenya has, like you mentioned, has its issues as well. Um, yes. If somebody in authority is listening who has the power to do something about putting structures in place what would you say they should be looking at mm. I, I think um you know things like royalties because a lot of the royalties that we uh, are meant to get go to um the people in office not people in in, in art and so mm. uh, I, I would tell them you know what can we straighten? Can we straighten this up? That the system is clear, accountability is clear. You know, we have a, a forum. I'm actually going to talk tomorrow and to some, you know, some phone company here in Kenya that opened up and practiced transparency, and that way we are able, you know, even to our lives to be changed. You know, to have a salary every month. You know, something like that. Oh and, wow. And, yeah, and it's because of transparency. And so, you know, when there's that transparency and, and, and clear systems whereby nothing is hidden, you know, lives are able to be, uh, we, we, our lives can change. And so if anybody is in authority, I think the government um, is where the problem is. And, you know, royalties, them entering into every one of the systems where, you know, artists can make money. And so I, I would be like, you know, let's be clean. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's interesting you should talk about artists you know having a salary do you think with um the coronavirus um you know having been around for a few months now that has even become more important that artists have um, a regular source of income do you think that's become even more necessary now um yeah you know uh, of course before it didn't it didn't quite matter now it does because uh they're not shows most of the money that we make as musicians comes from you know shows and and and, uh, and so yeah it's becoming more important for us to have you know um st- structures that work and and that pay uh make money regularly so it, it would be interesting to find out how that works because that would be such a fantastic idea which i think can be if you know can be rolled across africa because um, you know having spoken to a lot of artists over this period it's been very very difficult because obviously no events going on people not getting invited and everything else and it, it's been kind of very hard so we will follow that very 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 closely now um something else i mean we're, we're going to be wrapping up very soon but one of the things that Kenya is known for is is culture the different types of people very very into your culture and mm-hmm. you know different languages what is it that makes you feel I'm Kenyan and I'm proud of this oh, okay um we have I think more than 40 something tribes um, think think of this as selling Kenya to us now so okay. I, I'm listening I want to come to Kenya so you're selling Kenya to me Okay. Um, mm, I think what, what makes Kenya beautiful is, um, our, what are we, we're apart from corruption. I think we are very hardworking people because, you know, like other countries, we don't have oil. We don't have gold. We don't have, you know, um, minerals as such, 
but we're just hardworking people. And we are, you know, top in uh, top. I think we're second or third, you know, in the in the best economies in Africa. And mm. it's not it's not because we have anything. It's just because we are hardworking. We're innovative, and um, we're entrepreneur. <laughs> we're very interpre- We're serious entrepreneurs. And so that's one thing I love about Kenyans. Um, um, yeah, only thing we pray for is our systems. But you know, they're getting better, and we have faith. Um, we love our culture very much we love our food our food is awesome awesome <laughs> every culture has its own food but um ugali ugali do you know ugali U- ugali ugali is made from corn isn't it yes it is it's, it's made yeah, from corn we we i mean I'm, I'm from ghana and we have something quite similar and i have some kenyan friends who tell me this is just like ugali yeah, yeah, yeah. So ugali is our food. Um, yeah, and I think every culture has its beauty, and especially the Maasai community who have kept, mm. you know, their tradition and 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 they they look they still keep their animals and kept their culture. It's a they look very unique, don't they? Yeah, they are. They are, and animals too. We have lots of mm. animals over here. You know, all those hakuna matata. Uh, all, yeah. all of that stuff comes from here. So Disney, so, Disney, Disney films. The real, the real Disney. <laughs> the real Disney, <laughs> not the ones here. we see. The real one. Yes, the not, yeah, yeah, not not those fake ones. It's it's the real, and so <laughs> people come to see, you know, our animals, and yeah, it's 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 a, also a culture that we we are a religious culture. We love Jesus. And so if someone really loves Jesus, you know, it's easy to just thrive here. Um, A larger percentage, we say 80% are Christians um, and um, it could be more. It could be more. Obviously, we want to populate the world, um, you know, mm-hmm. with with Christians, you know, as, yeah. as the Bible has encouraged us to do. Uh, but yeah. before you go, um, there's something, is a testimony in your life, which I'd like you to share with us. I think going back about three or four years ago, you were involved in an accident. Tell yeah. us, you know, what happened and how you survived that. And, um, you know, yeah. Oh, okay. I, I think the one thing about God I really love is... Um, you know how he sometimes uses dreams and 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 shows you certain things like that accident. You know, before it happened, three days before, I'd seen it in a dream, and so I went into a fast. So when it happened, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" It was actually, you know, a warning. And uh, funny enough, our car got totally uh, ripped off. Was you know couldn't work anymore, uh, uh, um, and we got out and hurt. That was totally. So this, this was a truck. This was a truck actually driving into your car. Yes, and 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 I don't even understand. Hit us at the back, and then you know we sort of like rolled on the road, but we came out and hard. It's just a little food ache. So for me, that's a miracle. That's that's no no. That was a real miracle. It can't be anything else because it doesn't make sense. My husband was on hard. I was on hard, and you know even how after the accident people come. On the roads, there were people who came to, uh, you know, steal. <laughs> I, I'm sure you know those kinds of things happen. Wow. But somehow someone stood at the door, you know, to stop them from stealing. And then at the boots. From your car. Yeah. And and I was like, wow, look at God. It's just so amazing. That was divine protection. Yeah. So for somebody who's out there uh, in the times that we're in, who feels yes. quite scared about everything that's happening around us with the virus and everything else, maybe their own personal circumstances, uh, yes. Messi, tell them something um, to encourage them. 
I think it's important, Charles, every time that God does something that you write it down. I have a book that I call my book of remembrance that every time that I was in a, you know, quagmire, something that I did not know what I'm going to do, I write. And when the miracle happens, you know, I write that too, because uh, uh, scripture says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him i learned that acknowledging god is saying uh, is looking back at the things that god i mean if i if you stand up you know and charles you're coming to speak in my church and i acknowledge you i'll have to talk about the good things that you have done before you see and so uh, i think when we look deep in our lives you'll always realize that god has done so many things in our past that some we've forgotten because maybe you know we don't write you know but um but if you you work hard to remember all the times that he came through he always came through and so one of the thing that during these hard times that is really a fight is our is our trust and our faith in god that's really being put to test and i love something david said uh, I think it's Psalm 7. He said that God loves to test the righteous. And so my prayer for you and, you know, even for me, because um, it, it's been a tough time, uh, is that we will pass the test of faith because all God wants to see is, will you trust me? And so acknowledge him, acknowledge him that in, in this, you know, for me, I'll be like 2016, God, you saved my life. I know you can do it again. You provided for me, God. You healed me. You know, uh, I know you can do it again, and 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 you know, um, things 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 will be all right. Things will be all right. I mean, I think that's a perfect time to actually finish this interview. Mercy, can I say a very big thank you to you? I mean, you have so many albums out there, um, and today we didn't get to talk about your music specifically, um, but tell yeah. us how many albums are out there where can people find it and then if you can tell us your social media handles so we can get in touch with you as well okay um you could get my albums on itunes um and i think everywhere else that music is found uh spotify and um also um here in kenya we do boom play i'm sure it can okay. be got anyway. yeah yes. yeah boom play and can then, be got everywhere Oh yeah, okay. So boom play and of course uh, YouTube is a few of them. But yeah, I, I really love it when people listen to the whole album. Anyway, so um yeah, my social media handles are Masi Masika Mugoro on Instagram and uh, Masi Masika on Twitter and you know what what others are they? <laughs> There's so many nowadays. Instagram, TikTok. Twitter, Facebook, yeah, TikTok. I'm, I'm still working on TikTok. I still haven't figured it out. Yeah, that TikTok is a difficult one, isn't it? It's not uh, as straightforward. You, you just do crazy, crazy things. I, I, I'm still trying <laughs> to figure that out. Yeah. But, but yeah. yeah, I'll be active soon. Are you on TikTok, Charles? Um, You know what? Now you mentioned, I don't think I've actually opened a TikTok account, you know. I'm on, I'm on, I'm on Instagram, Uncle Charles yeah. on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook, Uncle Charles 7. But I'm, mm -hmm. funny enough, I'm not on TikTok yet. So maybe yeah. I might open a TikTok account now that you've mentioned Mercy. Yeah, yeah. Let's do this. Let's do this, you know. Yes, we will. We will. We will, <laughs> you know fight. Says, we'll fight TikTok. You know we will fight says, TikTok together. We'll, we'll fight it, yeah. Be different things to different people so that you may win some. I think that's definitely the for me. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Mercy, it's been a pleasure having a chat with you. Uh, do you have any projects coming up? Maybe an album coming up that we should be looking for? You've just released a single that you think, hey, listen, go listen to this and you will be blessed. Do you want to share that with us? 
Well, um, I'm doing something for Christmas for the first time. So, um, yeah, it will be everywhere. <laughs> it will be everywhere. Okay, yeah. so we're looking forward to it. Is it going to be virtual? Is, it, is that going to be on YouTube and Facebook? Or, yes, it will be. You know, okay. So yes. uh, we'll make sure that we keep in touch so we can get more information to share with all our listeners here. Mary, yes. uh, Mercy, thank you very much and give our regards to David. Tell him we thank him very much for yeah. um, his, his patience and for looking after you as well. And um, we will talk again very soon. Thanks, Charles. Thank you so much for having me. God bless you and all the people it, listening to you. <laughs> It was a pleasure and I can't I can't wait to come to Kenya actually. Yeah, you're welcome. Welcome to Gali and Real the Real Disney. The real Disney, most definitely. <laughs> Shinda ajui akileta majadi unitayarishe unibadilishe mtihani nipite mwito nitimize nijue kuandika niandike maono yangu nijue kuhesabu nihesabu baraka Sabu, but